For 40 years, Sandals has been crafting escapes of five-star luxury and romance throughout the Caribbean. Our new Palmcast takes you inside our five-star resorts with exclusive insights and stories you won't want to miss. Come explore the future of luxury-included travel and the best of the Caribbean. So kick up your feet, get some shade. This is the Sandals Palmcast. Two kids from Iowa show up uh, in Jamaica, and all of a sudden we're doing a Palmcast for Sandals. Who would have thought that? that? <laughs> Max and Amy here, and we're from WHO Radio in Des Moines. This is our first time to Jamaica, our first time to a Sandals resort, and it won't be our last. And we are so excited to be able to manage the Palm Cast today for Sandals and talk to the CEO of Sandals, Mr. Gebhard Rayner. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you. We have discovered so many gems here in this massive resort. I- I've never seen a resort this big, to be frank with you. I mean, I saw somebody walk by us on the beach, and two hours later, they came back. That's how far they were walking up and down the beach. And that's a very small fraction of that whole land that we have here that you see actually. This hotel, the resort itself, sits on about 45, 50 acres. We have 800 acres here for development that we will build out in the future. Here at the south coast? Here at the south coast, yes. Here within, when you look up in the back here, the mountain halfway up is still what belongs to this resort as well. All the way up here to that peninsula that goes out. So it's a huge area that uh, we have for future development here to make something incredible for lifelong memories in terms of an experiential vacation. Each of the Sandals Resorts is so different in its own regard. But what makes this South Coast Sandals different? And I think I know the answer, but I'm going to, since I'm not the expert, I'm gonna go ahead and let you give the answer to that. What makes this one unique? Well, what makes it unique and what makes it special is really the setting in itself. It's on the south coast. The south coast is very different to other parts of Jamaica. It's a very lush area here. The further south you go, the more dry it gets. The further up north you go towards Negril, the more commercial it gets. It's very secluded here. It's very private. It's very romantic. It's a marine preserve here. We have a, a, a marine preserve out here in terms of the coral reef that's there the turtle nesting that's over there, all of that is protected, all of that is funded and run through by our foundation, the Sandals Foundation that the Stewart family has uh, put into life 11 years ago now. So it's it's a very, very special place here. You were originally with the Hyatt, yes. which is based out of Illinois. Yes. So how does a guy who was working for Hyatt out of Illinois learn so much about so many exotic places? I mean, what was your study, your homework on this had to be like days week's worth. Yeah, it takes a few minutes to get into <laughs> into the the special nature of the Caribbean as a whole and the special nature of what Sandals really as a company stands and what this family, the Stewart family has created here 40 years ago, which is incredible when you think about that story in itself, right? It's very special. The Caribbean is very special. It's very special for me because I not only do I come from Hyatt as large global corporation that's focused on business travel. I come from Austria in Europe, which is not exactly on the sea. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really have beaches and coasts and all that. We have mountains and I'm used to skiing, snow skiing, not water skiing. <laughs> so there's a few differences here, but I've always wanted to explore the world and over the years with cu- curiosity you learn a lot in every aspect. I love to get to know new cultures, I love to learn new languages and I love to get to know what makes a place special. And this is what here in the Caribbean you can pick up very quickly if you pay attention 
if you allow people to tell you the stories and you are willing to listen. And I think that's very important. I love that. While other parts of uh, the world are closed to America, the Caribbean is open. And what makes the Caribbean special for Americans now who are just itching to travel and have been waiting so long? I would say a couple of things. One, obviously geographically, it's the closest that you can get to of a perfect vacation spot. The Caribbean is just a perfect place. It's a safe way to get away from home in a very short period of time. If you go all the way up to Iowa, you're what, three and a half hours? Yep. Yeah. Flight exactly, right? Yep. Yeah. Down here. Yeah. The maximum you fly is four, four and a half hours. Even if you come from the West Coast, you can connect via Panama or via Miami and fly out to the Caribbean. So it's, it's a short distance away. Second thing I would say, and I always say this with a little bit of tongue in cheek, but I really believe in it. The Caribbean is the closest you can get to paradise anywhere in the world. There's no other place that's closer to paradise than the Caribbean. And you will see it and you experience it now. Once you can see the colors and you experience the culture here and you see the nature here, it's just very unique. It's something that goes straight into your heart. Yeah, the people here are absolutely amazing and they give so much of their culture and share stories and they're so welcoming. It really is a magical place. So take me to that time when you found out that COVID-19 was going to become a pandemic and somebody who runs all of these beautiful resorts and you have people who are planning weddings, people who are planning vow renewals. How do you deal with something like that? It was uh, a very difficult time. It was a very difficult time for all of our team members and obviously for our customers as well who suddenly couldn't travel anymore. And for those who were in resorts and realized that they have to leave, they have to get out because if they don't, there's no more flights. Oh uh, by by mid-March last year, once the WHO had declared a global pandemic, it really started sinking in. By the 27th of March, we had closed all of our resorts. The last resort closed its doors and we got busy. We, we got onto phones and started calling customers who had reservations for what we thought the next month. We thought by middle of May, so six weeks, we're back in business. It's all gonna be fine. Very quickly, we realized that this is gonna take much longer. And you had to develop strategies, you had to develop protocols, we had to develop programs for our employees as well to keep them going, just to make sure that being in the same boat, not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing how long this is going to last, but still you need to provide information in order right. to keep people going. So you develop strategies as to how to do that. You, you focus more on the short term rather than the medium to long term because you can't talk about medium to long term. So we, we really refocused. Once we had got a handle on dealing with our customers and consumers and rebooking them or refunding them, whatever was necessary, we refocused ourselves onto our team members because that's where the real value of the brand is. And we asked ourselves, what do we have to do? What do we have to do to keep them going? because we are in a developing part of the world here. We are not in the Western developed world. And here, once tourism stops, everything stops because yeah. the nations are so tourism dependent. And once everything stops, there is no more food on the table. You've got to continue to provide. So we were lucky again because of the commitment of the Stewart family and our late chairman and founder who unfortunately passed away at the beginning of the year, but he very quickly made a commitment. He said, listen, I will not let anybody go. I will not let anybody be without any income. And we made a decision to continue to pay a portion of the salary throughout. People had no jobs. We were closed down effectively, but mm -hmm. we continued to pay payroll. We continued to provide medical insurance so that at least the basics are provided. And it, I think it's paying off in a big way because people realize there's more 
to life than just money. Money is important, but there's more to life than just money. There are values, human values that are very important, and it creates loyalty. And you can see it in our team members now in terms of how they give back well, I look, with I, authenticity. I see the one love when you talk about Jamaica and it says one love. I mean, that's what that says to me. Absolutely. It's, it's one love. It's, yes. it's the love of what Sandals has created and what they give back. It's beautiful. And it seems to me that the Stewart family's, Butch Stewart's message all along has been people first. And we see the beautiful ads and the pictures and you hear us talk about it on the radio. But what a lot of people may not realize is his story that began on this island as a kid carving out a a tree trunk to fish to feed his family to sell fish to restaurants to turn that into a resort that would then feed people on this island and employ people on this island. Tell us a little bit about that family and about his influence on Jamaica as an entrepreneur but also as a leader in the tourism industry. Yeah, on Jamaica and on the Caribbean as a whole. What he has achieved within 40 years, so say 50 years, because Pliant's Traders Limited, which is the original company that he founded, he was a salesman, and he founded an Appliance Traders company, a, a retail company selling air conditioners, because he saw that vision in, in the late 60s that air conditioning is something that people will need going forward. Once they have more income and more money, they will want to have cool homes, right? So he got a license from Feathers out of the U.S. New Jersey. Incredible story. I could talk an hour about that. And I'm sure Adam, his son, could talk even better about it. But an incredible story. You know, with $3,000 in his pocket, he made that happen and got an exclusive license for air conditioning and made it a business. In the 70s, when times were very turbulent here in Jamaica, where politically it moved very close to socialism, it was very close to Cuba, a lot of Jamaicans left, a lot of wealthy Jamaicans left the country. He stayed. He made a commitment. He said, I'm going to be here. I'm going to make my money here. I am with my people. And that's what he did. He ran out of foreign currency. And somehow he got the idea that why not buy a hotel because tourists bring foreign currency that gives me the money I need to buy air conditioners. And that was in Montego Bay, right? That was in Montego Bay. So it was not the idea to create a hotel company. It was really originally the idea to generate foreign income, foreign currency, in order to support his retail business. But then a year into that, he fell in love with the hotel business. He spent a week at what used to be the Bayrock Hotel, the first Sandals, Sandals Montego Bay, which is the original one. Spend a week in there just to see what makes people happy and what do you have to do. And he found it out very quickly. It's very simple. All you have to do is exceed expectations every day by making them happy, by making sure that people have the best time of their life. And that's how he created that whole concept of Sandals. Now, he didn't create the all-inclusive, but he took all-inclusive, what was all-inclusive at the time, as sort of a a cheap way of vacationing. He took that up into luxury. And for us today, it is luxury all included. It is truly all included. I don't think there is anybody else in the industry who has an all-inclusive program the way we (laughs) have it. Well, and you have been voted world's best all-inclusive resort year after year, so congratulations. So we've talked about the sad stuff. Let's talk about the good stuff. Exciting stuff coming to Sandals Resorts. A lot of exciting stuff coming to Sandals Resorts. So Adam Stewart, the son of Butch Stewart, who is now our executive chairman, has got big plans. We have big plans. And we have not been idle during this crisis. As the the saying goes, you know, never let a good crisis go by. (laughs) We took advantage of the opportunities. We acquired a resort in Curacao, the Dutch-speaking 
part of the Caribbean, which we are sandalizing at the moment, as we call it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that property will open first quarter next year. It'll be a Sandals Royal Curacao. Beautiful, beautiful property. It will be stunning. It will show a lot of the features of the next generation of resorts that we're developing right now. This will be followed by a new resort here in Jamaica, Duns River, which used to be a Sandals. Now is going to become a Sandals again, but it's going to be very different. We are gutting that hotel, rebuilding it, renovating it, extending it. It's opening towards the end of next year, followed by the first beaches hotel in the Eastern Caribbean in St. Vincent. Ah. We bought a resort there, a failed resort there, which we are redeveloping at the moment into a beaches resort. Wonderful, wonderful location. St. Vincent is one of the few untouched paradises out in the East Car Eastern Caribbean. Really beautiful. St. Vincent and the Grenadines. There's 350 or so islands there. And then we have another resort coming after that here in Jamaica. We bought two resorts here in Jamaica. Another beaches resort, Beaches Runaway Bay near Ocho Rios as well. That's going to come in 2023-24 uh, thereabouts. Exciting times. How exciting. That's so fantastic. And I really have to believe the story that you shared about somebody who started something with heart that could have been looking to make make more money, but really was looking to make Jamaica a better place for better people can really, it, it shows how success is just born from caring about individuals. And it's the philosophy of the family. I can tell you honestly, I've lived this now for the past plus three years with them. And every day I can say there's so much humanity in that family. It's just incredible. There are so many funny stories that I could tell you uh, <laughs> with Butch Stewart and how I got to know him. You know, we used to have executive meetings in the sea. Oh, well, it's, really? It's, I will never forget that the first time when I was invited by him for a meeting to go to Cayman, where he used to have a, a residency there. So I flew to Cayman and met him at the place and there was his assistant there and I said, where's Mr. Stewart? And he said, well, he's in the ocean. I said, okay, I'll just wait out here. He says, no, 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 he's waiting for you in the ocean. <laughs> I said, what do you mean he's waiting for me in the ocean? Well, you have a meeting with him, right? I said, yes, I do. Well, he's waiting for you in the ocean. <laughs> so I went into the ocean and we spent two hours in there talking business but in such a nice way in such a human way yeah and it, it, it just is so easy it was so easy and so so nice because there was so much humanity to it and it comes through the whole family you know when I look at Adam and Adam and I are very close in the way we work together he brings so much freshness into this business that takes you away from just thinking about making money. Obviously, we have to make money. Of course. We're not a non-profit organization, but there are so many other things that are more important to focus on because money should be the end result. It's not what you focus on first. And through the foundation, through the Sandals Corporate University, through our team members, we are exercising that authenticity and that humanity every day. And Sandals does a lot for charity and for this country and for the people of this country. Can you explain that? Yes. 11 years ago, the Stewart family founded the Sandals Foundation. The Sandals Foundation was the idea to have really give back to the communities that we are in, give back to the country where they are from, Jamaica, the home base, and really support the people of Jamaica by providing them with what they need if they don't have it, but by also providing them more so with opportunities for work within Jamaica and outside of Jamaica. We provide medical assistance, we provide educational assistance, and so on and so forth. Gebhard Rayner, thank you, CEO of Sandals. It was a pleasure, Amy. Wasn't it fun to do this today? I mean, the only question I have to ask, so after you had the meeting, were you in a boat or were you pruny after two hours in the ocean? <laughs> I, I was a little pruny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe. <laughs> That's your Sandals Palmcast. Max and Amy, a pleasure 
pleasure, and thank you so much, sir. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when the next series drops. And remember, love is all you need because everything else is included.